Um, you know, something just came into my mind when Karis was talking about those who are stepping out to lead certain things. You know, when God calls you to lead something, your responsibility is to Him, okay? Firstly and foremost. And if there is cheering from the people, well, then He'll give you grace to deal with the cheering. If there is sneering from the people, He'll give you grace to deal with the sneering. If there's ignoring, then He'll give you grace to just stay focused on Him. You just be faithful. Whatever God's calling you to in your life, just do it. Just a real quick example. I, when I started this thing that we're doing today, there was a time or two, like maybe when you guys were out of town, I held meetings by myself. I didn't know that nobody was going to come. And so, you know what? God had put a message in my heart. I can take you back to the night. And I'm telling you, I was like, I actually started recording it. I was like, man, the power of God. I was preaching to myself. I was preaching alone. But I felt the pleasure of God. It, guys, this, what, what's going on today, that, that was back in 2015. I was doing it by myself because God had told me to do it. So I was being faithful to him. And I know there was this big, toothy grin from the father saying, look at him. Pointing me out with angels like, look at this guy. He's not doing it for the people. He's doing it because I told him to do it. So over the grind of five years, when we just you know, do stuff in a, in, a, in a living room with four or six for years, that was faithfulness. And it, I'm grateful that we have a, 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 a greater in numbers crew right now. But guys, that's not even what it's about. It's about just being faithful to him. But I will tell you this. He's going to draw lots of people. He's, he's spoken some specific numbers to me for years now. When he's ready, he's going to draw many, many people to this bonfire, to this specific bonfire, because he's doing something special. And blessed are you. Blessed are you because you are invited to be a little crew who helps lead that thing, who helps serve the masses. Blessed are you. Some of you can hear that call in your heart. Some of you feel that, that pleasure and that pull into that thing, into this thing. But be faithful, you know? So Krista, if you have a prayer meeting and it's just you, you do what God's calling you to do. If you have a watch in the night and it's just you and the Holy Spirit, that's a success. You just, I'm telling you, if we can learn to be faithful to Him, if you're faithful with little, you will be faithful with much. Yeah. I'm convinced it's the faithful with the little and with just the crumbs that prepares a person to be faithful with the feast. Yeah. It's all a part of it. Well, let me remind you that we are in a time this month of humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. The five fingers of the bare paw of heaven. God is hovering over us with his hand. And he specifically put this message into my heart. It goes back 10 years. This message um, has been building in me for 10 years. But he gave me a dream 10 years ago. And in this dream, I saw, the phrase was, I saw this Little Mary Band, this little group of people who were following Jesus wherever he went. And to be honest, some people didn't get it. Some people were looking in this band like, what? And I was a part of this band, and I remember feeling a little bit awkward in the dream 10 years ago. I was like, I was marching. That's only where like marching with little kids. And I was like, I just kind of felt a little bit awkward. But the, the little Mary band was blessed by his hand. And they came from his hand. And they were called to lead in the land. But like those called to lead for the last several thousands of years. When God raises up a leader, when God raises up leaders, there's always this stigma. 
If God's seal of leadership is on you, if His seal of approval is on you, you better believe there will be disapproval from demons, firstly. That's the first thing. They don't much care about somebody leading in their own strength. In fact, they'll kind of get behind that. There's a lot of that going on in Christianity today. Leading in our own strength. Okay? Demons aren't afraid of that. In fact, they're like, woohoo! Yeah! We can actually get some confusion going there. Let's get behind that. What they tremble at is God's anointing and God's presence on a person or on a group of people. And so they will immediately start hissing their disapproval. And you know who they want to use first? Do you know who the demons want to use first to hiss the disapproval? Other Christians. They want to use the other people who name the name of God. So look, real quick teaching point. Don't you let a hissing tongue come through your mouth. Okay? They're trying to get agreement. We've given them too much agreement, people. Stop that. Say it in love, but I'm serious. Stop that. That's what Jesus says. Like, Stop that. Because it's actually hurting us when we're hissing. Okay? Even if we put our spiritual language behind it. And our discernment. Don't hiss. Beware of the hiss. Okay? But also, be aware that as you come under this hand of God, as you become a crew of a few leading in this land, there is going to be another hand and another finger pointing at you. The accuser of the brethren is going to accuse you. And he's going to try to use other Christians to whisper against you. Oh, those are the weird ones. Oh, this is it. And they'll have all kinds of evidence. Okay? But look, you just keep focused on the, the big bear paw of heaven. Father, strengthen me. I'm humbled under your hand. I'm going to be faithful to your hand. Okay? So, specifically, this hand for this month, the five Sundays of March, God's putting in my heart to proclaim an identity over us. An identity to discover our identity as his little Mary band. Last week we talked about the pinky, Mama Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Today we're going to the index finger, Mary Magdalene. We're going to explore her. Again, the whole purpose of this, guys, is we are humbling ourselves under God's hand and saying, who have you made us to be? And I want this to be personal. Guys, I'm not just speaking to you corporately, although I am. I'm speaking to you as his merry little band. I'm speaking to you as a member of the band. What is the band without each person? There's a story of Michael. It's a story of Houston. The story of Rachel. There's a story of us. Each one of us. The story of Mary Magdalene, the the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, it was personal for each one of them. The 12 apostles, they were a a band, but it was the story of Levi called out from his tax collecting. The story of Peter called out from his fishing boat. This is the story of you. So I want this to be very personal. I want you guys in your insides, and I don't need manufactured emotions, but some of you are going to be weeping in your heart today. And it's probably going to manifest on some faces. You know why? Because when the Holy Spirit starts speaking to you today through Mary Magdalene, you're going to say, that is me. That is me. That's my identity. From the manliest man among us to the the smallest child, we can see God's identity for us in the face of Mary Magdalene. So we're going to pack her today. And next week we'll talk about uh, this wonderful Mary. And again, if you're a college student on spring break or you can't be here, we've got a podcast now. Okay? The Lord's been, look, the Lord has kept his hand over us. It says in the Bible, I've hidden you. I've hidden you. I've concealed you. He's concealed dwelling. He's concealed me. Okay? For a long time. But now he's saying, that little light's not meant to be hidden. Let your light shine, that men may glorify your Father in heaven. Don't put that flame underneath the bushel, underneath the barrel. Let it shine. I'm telling you guys, we'll deal with the results. 
We'll deal with whatever results we get in the spiritual realm, whatever conversations we get with people. We're going to let our light shine, okay? Well, it's going to be easier to find the messages now, so you can go get the podcast on iTunes. So stay tuned and get your podcast. And then we'll talk about merry heart, being happy in your heart, and the greatest is uh, being the ones who God himself would marry. So it's the merry band of his hand. His hand is over us today, and it's from his hand that we get our identity. How did he make Adam? It says he formed him from the dust in the ground. God got his hands dirty. He said with the other animals and stuff, he said, let them. He just spoke it. He got, oh, when he was making you, he knit you together. He formed you. Well, he's wanting to form us today. He's like, look, look, I've called you a little Mary. I've called you a Mary. So let him form you today. I've engraved you on the palm of my hands, he says in Isaiah. So I'm going to send this around. And you know, what, you know what it's called when you stretch out your hand from here to here in the distance? You know what that's called? It's called a span. Look, you think, look, I'm not, I mean, it's cute, but I'm actually not kidding. Do you think this is like a coincidence that that's my last name? God's doing a little thing. He's like, look, doofus up there talking to you. And I'm not being self-deprecating. I'm just being, you know, we're all doofuses in a way, so I can be a doofus, okay? I'm not dishonoring God and, and, and speaking hatred or you know, like a sitcom. Those sitcoms that make the dads look like bumbling idiots. I don't, I'm not. I'm, I don't buy that. But look, I'm, I'm a doofus, okay? Just like you're a doofus. We're all doofuses. So he says, hey, doofus up there talking. He's not just a doofus, although he is. He's a sign of my span. That span is a sign of my span. The span of my hand. He's the span of my hand. You be the span of his hand too and hover and bring some blessings. I'm going to send the little span of his hand around so you can take a look at it. Some of you already saw it, uh, but I want to send it around again. All right. Now, let's unpack Mary for about 28 minutes. Oh, kids, come up here. Look at you poised and ready, dude. I mean, you're like those who wait for their master. I mean, he was like literally, I mean, dude, match, I'm impressed. For that, you're first up on my trivia today. Okay? Now, listen, Zion, you're not allowed to answer this right now, but you got a little bit of a head start, okay? So you just pause. All right, I'm going to get this is for the Holbrook kids and for Samuel. Come on up here, Samuel. All right, who can tell me this song? I'm going to hum it. Mary had a little lamb. Say it. Mary had a little lamb. Good, match. Very good. All right, do you think you can sing the song? Boldness is increasing. I mean, he just took the mic and sang in front of a bunch of big, scary adults. That is awesome, dude. Well, listen, I want to take that song and I want to do a little twist and I want to see if we can all sing it, okay? Now, Matt's just sang the traditional version of Mary Had a Little Lamb. I want to change the words up a little bit, okay? Listen to it. <coughs> Mary was a little lamb, little lamb. Little lamb, Mary was a little lamb. Her fleece was white as snow. Now, do you guys think you guys can sing that one with me? Can you remember it? Mary was a little lamb. Her fleece was white as snow. Okay? All right, let's all sing it now. You too. Now you're in it too, okay? Mary was a little lamb. Little lamb, little lamb, Mary was a little lamb, her fleece was white as snow. Good. 
All right, now, now uh, I'm going to tell you more about how Mary Magdalene, she actually lived her life like a little lamb. And her fleece was white as snow. Not just a sweater she wore. It didn't have anything to do with her skin. Wait, so, so she was shaved every three hours? <laughs> <laughs> nice, wise guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bold boldness a little bit of spice on there. <laughs> Mary... When we say her fleece was white as snow, the inside of her heart was clean as white as snow by Jesus. But there's one other thing I want us to sing before you leave. Did you know Jesus was a little lamb and his fleece was as white as snow? That means his heart was totally pure and he's the one who can make our fleece or our heart as white as snow. So I want to end it by singing Jesus was a little lamb. Jesus was a little lamb. His fleece was white as snow. Okay? You know what? Let's think. He makes us white as snow. Okay? Jesus was a little lamb. Jesus was a little lamb. He makes us white as snow. Do you think we should get the adults to sing with us? Sure. Sure. Okay. All right, again, the lyrics. Remember the lyrics. Jesus was a little lamb. Jesus was a little lamb. He makes us white as snow. All right, kids. They're going to sing with us, but we got to lead it, okay? So sing it out. Jesus was a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Jesus was a little lamb. He makes us white as snow. Awesome song, ladies. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thanks, kids. Great singing, great leading, great following. We love our little lambs, the kids. And we want to be like our little lambs. We want to be like little kids. We want to be like little lambs who follow Jesus. Um, you know, talking about Mama Mary last week, uh, some of the highlights again... Mary, the mother of Jesus, she had a humble heart, okay? A humble heart. And these are not separate messages. Just as our hand, it's, the fingers are not separate, although they do have different functions and they're their own entity. It's a part of one hand, okay? So the messages that God's speaking, the messages that I'm releasing, they all connect. So the Mama Mary heart, the humble heart, that's what opens the door for us to receive all the rest. If, if we don't have a humble heart, you know what we'll do? We'll just take our hand, which is the right hand of man, and we'll say, no thanks. We could even say with a smile on our face and a good Christian handshake and say, bless you, brother. But if our hand is stiff-arming the Holy Spirit, then... We're unable to receive what he's giving from his hand. So, I bless you with a little Mama Mary humble heart that just says, be it done to me according to your word, God. So, may you have a humble heart today just to receive from his hand. Um, and may you be equipped, like Mary was, to be a servant. To be a, a doula. A doulos of God. To be a bond slave. That's what that word is. To be a bond slave. She said, I'm the, I'm the bond slave of God. I'll go through whatever I have to to be a humble-hearted bond slave to follow Him. And lastly with Mary, so many more things we could say in the review, but she was a glory giver. She gave the glory of God to the earth through Jesus. And then... She gave God glory. She said, God, I praise you. I give you everything. Her song, the Magnificat, she just praises and gives glory to God. So, um, jumping on from Mama Mary, we're going to talk about Mary Magdalene today. The 
the things I want to say about Mary Magdalene to start. I came up with a little alliteration title for her or two, not surprisingly. I call Mary Magdalene the little lamb of liberty, loyalty, and light. The little lamb of liberty, loyalty, and light. And while I do say little, her heart was not little, her heart was big. And her calling was not little, her calling was big. I think you would probably agree with me that the calling of the twelve apostles was big. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Jesus actually put their names on the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. They're engraved. So they will forever go down as very, very big names in human history. They had a big call from God. They had a big job. But did you know that Mary Magdalene, one of the names that scholars give her, is the Apostle to the Apostles. She was the first one who saw the victorious one. She was the first one who saw the greatest victory human history has ever seen or ever will see. She saw it with her eyes. She saw the champion. She was the first one to witness it, and she was the first one who was sent to proclaim, we won. We won, guys. In fact, she was. her message was so out of control, crazy and good, that they didn't believe her. So while she is little Mary, a little lamb, she's big. And that's what I want to say over you, okay? That's what I want to tell you. That's who I am, okay? I'm just a little dude from Little Wilmore, Kentucky. My first dwelling place, my little house, was the little house on Main Street in Wilmore, a little stone house that now serves as Janice's hair design as well as where Janice lives. Right across from the post office and the drugstore, uh, where the drugstore used to be. That was my first little house, okay? I'm just little Travis. But I believe little Travis has a big call. I believe little you has a big call. But we got to remember, we're just little lambs, okay? But if we really stay as little lambs who follow him, you know who we become? We become big Simba lions. We grow with a lot of authority. Get our mane and... Yes, it's really good. So, this little lamb was a little lamb of liberty, loyalty, and life, but she was big. What happened to Mary... I like to call it the majestic makeover. Jesus just made over her whole life. And made her into marvelous Mary. She did marvelous things. And she didn't just do marvelous things. She was marvelous. In fact, she still marvels us when we look at her life. And you know what? The enemies tried to distract us from the beauty of her life and try to get demonic doctrines in there saying that she was married to Jesus and that they were intimate in a fleshly way. You know, there's the gospel of Mary. It's a bunch of junk that's come out there. There's slander that's come against her. Mary is a beautiful picture of a person who has been touched by God and totally transformed for His glory. And then she became the picture of loyalty. The picture of fidelity and faithfulness. Let me tell you, I just feel this in my heart. I just feel this, that there's... Let me just say it. Just get it out, Trav. You guys in here, those of you who, who know who I'm talking to, there's something within you saying, that is me. Someone who is the picture of loyalty. Now... You're not proud of your your own ability because the very person that is the picture of loyalty knows their own strength is futile. You can't do it. 
But you know that you have a destiny, an identity from God to be that little one who's just faithful to Him. Okay? So I want to say to you, in the midst, you may have had the worst week in your history this week. But I want to tell you, 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 the one who had the worst week, you are exactly the one who he's talking to as his little picture of loyalty and perfect faithfulness. You, the one who had the worst week, the one who's battling and having a tough morning, his target is on your heart. The one who's playing ping pong with the devil in your brain right now, you're not excluded. I'm talking to you. You are singled out by his by his hand. See, we're talking about Mary, the index finger. She met the index finger of God. Everything changed. She came in with a whole lot of baggage, literal baggage. We'll talk about it. And that index finger said, get out. And the baggage left her. And she became the picture of loyalty. Do you know God wants to take you and make you the picture of loyalty? Some of you doubt in your hearts, but that's okay. God is greater than your heart. You are the one. He is singling out saying, you're my little lamb of loyalty. I'm telling you. He didn't just make her marvelous Mary, someone amazing to look at. But he used marvelous Mary, Mary and made her missionary Mary. He sent her on a mission. He's like, look, my boys need to do some work. I'm sending them on a mission. You need to go let the boys know what's going on. She's like, Lord, that's a big responsibility. I know. I'd honor you, Mary. Go do it. Yes, sucker! I mean, she was just, she was so undone by Jesus. Anything he said. She was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. I mean, look, you don't understand this. I didn't understand it fully. I started reading the Bible this week. I'd read it before, but a couple times. But I started seeing some new stuff. You know, did you know Mary was weeping because Jesus' dead body was gone? I mean, it's like, I understand she was weeping, you know, but now she's weeping. And she's like, just tell me where you've taken the body. She was so obsessed with Jesus. She was so loyal to him that his dead carcass was priceless treasure to her. She came when it was still dark to the tomb just because she wanted to be close to the dead carcass. That's loyalty. She saw an angel, a couple of them. So why are you crying? They said, why are you crying? I mean, the angel's presence couldn't get her from stop weeping. She wasn't even distracted by a heavenly being. That's some loyalty. Supernatural loyalty, guys. God put something in her. Two mighty angels. These mighty angels, they made the Roman soldiers. Roman soldiers didn't mess around. They had all the weaponry. They were the best troops of the day. You know what the Roman soldiers did? They fell like dead men, petrified. Mary was unaffected by them. Because she was so focused on Jesus. So why are you crying? They're taking Jesus' body. And then she hears another voice. Why are you crying? She turns around, there's the gardener. They take, sir, if you've taken his body, just tell me where it is and I'll go and I'll go take it. I'll go take his body. She was undistracted. Because her loyalty was totally given to that man whose dead body. She was, she was more committed to that dead body than anything else. The only thing, <laughs> the only thing that got her mind off the dead body was the alive body. The only thing that could undistract her from the 
dead carcass of the lamb was the living lamb. When he dropped that bomb, Mary, when she heard her name, (laughs) she's like, rip on me. She said, Master teacher, not just instructor, not just Christian spice in my life, not just the blesser of what I want to do, not just the one who makes my life better or gives me some forgiveness. It's like, you are my master. Like, you own me. Rabboni, master teacher. I am possessed by you. And from that place, then I get taught. Guys, there's a lot of things he has given me to teach you guys. Right? I'm just like you, okay? I'm a fallen man. But he's redeemed me. And he's taken his hand and he's put his hand on me. And he says... I want to use you to give some things to this beautiful crew. That's who you are. You're a beautiful crew. But it's not going to work. It's not going to work right. I, not for me. Man, you might be finding it from another ministry or something. But I, I'm, this, I got to do, I got to be me. I'm, I'm the span of his hand. I'm going to give you from his hand. And it doesn't work though. We can't do this thing. We can't do the vision. We can't be the merry band without coming under him and let him be our master. See, if not, the teachings of Travis, which are not Travis's teachings that are given to me from God, they won't make sense to you if you're not willing to let him be your master. But I believe he is helping us agree with him. He's helping us become like Mama Mary, who said, I'm your bondsman. He's helping us become like Mary Magdalene. Okay, he's helping us today. We're just galloping towards noon o'clock, aren't we? So much to say about Mary. Let me say this. Just machine gun this real quick and I'll hit a few points. Mary Magdalene, she was delivered from seven demons. She supported Jesus financially. She witnessed the crucifixion. She witnessed the burial of Jesus. She went to the tomb while it was still dark. She went back to the tomb at dawn. She was the first one to see the resurrected Jesus. She was the first one to hear the news from angels about what had happened with Jesus. She was the first messenger to proclaim the resurrection. She clung to Jesus' feet when she first saw him alive. She wept over his dead body, as we mentioned. She followed Jesus wherever he went. Wherever he went. She was the picture of loyalty. She had been forgiven much, and therefore she loved much. A lot of people think she was from Magdala, um, a fishing town. But not necessarily. She might have been, but she was known as uh, um, Mary Magdalene. It could have been a nickname. Jesus gave his, uh, his followers, some of his followers, nicknames. And the word Magdala can also be... Um, a word that's it's very similar to hairdresser, okay? She, she could have been a hairdresser. It might, maybe not that she, she might, might not have been she lived in Magdala. Might have been she was a hairdresser. Um, I think that's a cool, cool thought. Not sure, but um, also another thing is that the word Magdala um, means tower, okay? Which was the, the name of the town of Magdala. It's actually different the way they said it in uh, Aramaic. It meant fish tower. Okay, that's that town. 
But she may have been nicknamed Tower or Strong Fortress is what Magdala can mean because that's the way God and Jesus saw her as a, as a watchtower or a strong fortress. She certainly was that for that community. She was someone who watched for Jesus and she provided strength for others. She was the one, a watchman on a watchtower sees something and then tells everybody about it. Okay? That's what she was for the apostles. She saw something. She really saw something. She saw Jesus alive. She went and told him. So maybe she was a watchtower. So maybe her nickname was Watchtower. Um, whatever the case, here's what I want to point out. She experienced deliverance. Deliverance to the depths. Okay? It says in two different accounts, in Mark and in Luke, she was delivered from seven demons. It says seven demons went out of her, or from whom Jesus cast out seven demons. Okay? There's a pattern in the Bible of the number seven representing fullness or completion. Okay? Jesus even talked about seven demons when he was talking about a person's um, state of being who does not allow God to fill them up. He says a person may be, get, get cleansed of one evil spirit, an unclean spirit, but if their house is not filled up, that evil spirit goes and finds seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and in the last state of that person is worse than the first. So Jesus was using that number seven again. He said, look, there are seven spirits before my throne, which represents completion, fullness, full holiness, fullness of life and perfection. There's also the enemy tries to pervert the things that God does. So the enemy likes to use that number seven as, as a completion of wickedness. So when Mary was uh, possessed and filled with seven demons, what that represents is she was completely filled with wicked spirits. So the hope is for us, and the hope is for our land, for Jessamine County, for Wilmore. No matter what spiritual force has gotten a foothold in our lives, we have a mighty hand of God who can deliver us. We have an index finger. Jesus said, I drive out demons by the finger of God. He brought the index finger of God into Mary's life and said, leave my Mary in my name. Leave. Leave. And seven demons left her. I don't know how those seven demons got into her life. You know, demons can only get authority in your life, in our lives as humans, through sin. That's how they get their authority. So obviously, there was some agreement and pattern of sin in her life. For a lot of history, hundreds, even thousands of years, that it was traditionally taught that Mary was a prostitute. And then you've got a lot of kickback recently saying, she was not a prostitute. The truth is, we don't know. But I don't have a problem if she was a prostitute and a murderer. Or worse. Because it's a picture of what God can do to clean a person out. In fact, it would even speak louder. It would, some people like get stumbled. Like, surely God could have used somebody like that. Uh, you know, no, that's the story of God's heart to take somebody who's lost in wickedness and then use them to be a, a mighty tower of strength, a watchtower, a messenger. So I'm like, bring it on if she was a prostitute. That's our heritage. God taking the filth and redeeming it. Whatever the case is this, here's one I want to make personal for you guys. God wants to deliver you. I am not saying that in this room, 100% of you have seven or more, or maybe a couple less demons in you, okay? But I am telling you this. There has been so much agreement in the thoughts and in the hearts with lies and deception and agreement with the devil himself and his teachings. We have got a whole lot of junk in our lives. There's a whole lot of defilement in us. And not just the obvious like sexual immorality. 
Although, if we're honest in this room, there's a lot of that stuff that we're, we're, we're boxing. Okay? God wants to take whatever roads or whatever footholds have been established in your life, and He wants to break them. And He wants to take whatever punks have invaded His holy territory called your temple. He wants to kick the punks out. He's in the habit of cleansing His temple. So I believe He wants to deliver to the depths from demons. And here's something real clear I've been shown about dwelling and about this work. I saw this before there was any dwelling, before I even felt the call to this work. I saw this again 10 years ago. I saw a mighty deliverance ministry. I'm talking about God cleaning house. Let me tell you what I saw. I think it'll encourage you. I saw on these grounds 10 years ago a gathering of some people but we were like upstairs overlooking some stuff. Again, sounding familiar? And I saw in this gathering there was like family camaraderie. But the whole point of this gathering, this guy from Nicholasville came in. And he was actually the parent of one of the kids I used to teach in this county. He was a known drug addict and struggled with a lot of stuff. And in this dream... A few of us started praying for this guy, and this guy started cursing and vomiting, and it was a filthy mess. I mean, it was intense. I've never seen anything like it. Cursing, vomiting, I mean, just words that, you know, I don't need to repeat, and I'm not going to start puking for you. It was intense. It was messy. But you know what happened? I mean, he was cursing, I mean, the demons. And then a moment later, he was clothed in his right mind. He was so at peace. And I'm telling you, I taught this kid's, this guy's kids. I knew what this guy battled. That was 10 years ago I was showing this. And the Lord was putting a little clue into my heart saying, guys, I am going to work a work in this land that you wouldn't believe me even if I told you. And one of the first things on my schedule is I'm going to pull a Mary Magdalene on you. I'm going to deliver completely that number seven. I'm going to give full demonic deliverance. Full demonic deliverance. All right, let's bring the, the, the worship crew up here, please. So, check this out. So many other things we could say, but I just want to be um, wise about our time. also want to be wise and honor God's spirit among us. The deliverance is not just so we can say, wow, that was an amazing encounter. Look at God's power over the demons. I mean, it was amazing when he came and cleaned out that guy. When Jesus cleaned out that guy who was filled with demons, so much so that he, he was cutting himself, roaring, and nobody could control him. They chained him, and he broke his chains. He lived in, amongst the tombs. What's that the picture of? That's a picture of 2020 America. We are living with a spirit of insanity. You can see it in our politics. You can see it in our schools. You can see it in our churches. So much confusion. And why? Because we're camped out in a mindset of death. We're living amongst the tombs. We need an unprecedented deliverance. We need God to have mercy on us like he had mercy on Mary Magdalene. Like he had mercy on that demoniac. And he totally cleaned him out. He totally cleaned him out. I'm telling you, I want to pronounce a hope over you. And I want to impart a faith into you that you can be like little Mary Magdalene who was totally delivered from demons. There's coming a time when Trav is not just going to be talking on the mic about this. The mic is going to be resting. And I'm going to be doubled over. Listen to me. I'm actually making a prophecy here. 
I'm going to be doubled over on the floor under the power of God. And God is going to be releasing white light. There's going to be shaking bodies. There's going to be vibrating faces. There's going to be people who are coughing literally stuff up out of their mouths. There's going to be shrieking spirits. And I'm not even talking about the folks from Nicholasville who are drug addicts coming in. I'm talking about us right now. If you're humble enough to receive it, that God is willing to break your agreement with the devil. He's willing to break your agreement with the demonic doctrines and the lies that you've believed. It's not your fault. Yeah, you're, you, you're responsible. I'm responsible. Guys, we've been raised in the tombs. We've been raised in a system of insanity. We've been taught insane, insane Christianity. Like a lot of stuff. God wants to deliver us from that. And you know what he wants to do? He wants to do that and not just show his power. He wants to create such an atmosphere of peace in you that you are loyal to him for the rest of your days. Do you realize what happened to Mary when she got delivered from those seven demons? We don't know exactly how it happened, but we know the results. Instantly, Jesus was her master teacher. Wherever he went, even his dead carcass, she was, I'm going to camp there. Guys, listen, your ticket to loyalty, that loyalty that you want, that seems so far away, here's your ticket. Let him deliver you. If he delivers you to the depths, your loyalty will come marching right along. It won't be your strength trying to be devoted to Jesus. If you're delivered, you will have a devotion. A deep deliverance causes a deep devotion. Deliverance to the depths causes devotion to the depths. How, who in here, I'm telling you, I feel like little fireworks coming out of your spirits. Somebody's hands are clapping and saying, I want undistracted devotion. I want unhindered loyalty. I want to be that one who when I'm reviled, I respond in love. I want to be that unoffended person. I want to be free. I want bitterness broken off my life. I don't want to have lust incinerated. I want to be living in that humility of heart where I'm just following the Lamb wherever He goes. I want to smell like Jesus. I want Jesus' fragrance to come from my heart. I want to leave the lies. I'm telling you, He hears your heart. He sees your desire. And He says, that's why my index finger is here. I'm pointing at you. I'm saying, you're the one I want to make into my picture of liberty. You're the one I want to deliver from seven demons. I want to deliver you to the depths. I can do it. I know your history. I know the entry points in your life. And I can deal with every one of them. I'm here to get you. And I'm here to make you. By the power that's in my right hand. I'm here to make you my loyal little lamb. Living in liberty. I want to bless you to believe for a life of liberty. Just free. Mary is free. Just totally liberated. Like, oh, whoa. That feels good to live like Jesus, my master. Just to be free to be taught by God. That's a great life. That's a great life. That's a great life. So Lord, I just want to say thank you for your power to deliver. Lord, I am convinced that we hardly know a thing about your deep down deliverance, but that's actually good news because that explains our our state personally and corporately. It explains our state at dwelling. Lord, it's the time. It's the time. Lord, I mean, you said... You told Mary, don't yet cling to me because I've not yet ascended. I'm here to say today, to agree with what you've said, Jesus. You have ascended to the right hand of the Father, to our Father, 
to your Father, to our God, to your God, and you have sent us your Spirit. So I want to welcome right now, just agreeing with truth here, I want to welcome the finger of God, the Holy Spirit. I want to welcome the finger, the index finger of God in this room. I want to welcome, that, first of all, that finger that points out individuals. Some of you are getting pointed out. Pointed out. Because you know who he's pointing out? The ones who are willing to come out of hiding. If you want to hide, he'll let you. But he's, he's persistent now. But some of you are saying, all right, I'm going to put down my fig leaves. The finger of God is pointing at your heart. And he wants to make you a witness of something you've never seen. See, Mary was devoted, but then she saw something she'd never seen. She saw the resurrected one. Father, I ask that you would point out individuals through your finger, the finger of God. And you would show them what they've never seen. I ask that through the resurrected power of Jesus, that you would deliver to the depths the people who are saying yes. Deliver to the depths. Deliver to the depths. And I want to tell you, there is a day coming. But I want to announce, today is the day. Alright? There is a day coming where Travis is going to be curled up on the floor and God is going to be blitzing our meetings. Our meetings are going to be blitz messes. Okay? But I want to say there is a today where God is today ready to deliver you. He's saying in the still, small whisper, I'm going to speak deliverance through you. You are not excluded today. You can become a little lamb of loyalty today. You can become a little lamb living in new liberty. And you can have new rejoicing. Because that's what he told Mary. He said, rejoice. It's the first thing he said. He said, Mary, he said rejoice. That's what, that's what I want you to do. So God, I bless these people. I bless them to receive from you. I thank you, God, that we're going to have good food today. But Lord, that's, that food is just a sign of the spiritual food you're giving to us. So I ask that you would bless the food as we eat it. Bless generous hearts to give to your mission. And I ask that you would be generous to us right now. And raise up your little Mary Magdalene's. Little lambs of liberty follow you wherever you go. So look, we're going to have some time now. We've got a little bit of time where you can be vulnerable to the Holy Spirit. Some of you may need to tend to your soup. Um, we're going to get tables set up here in the next 20 minutes. Um, but you've got some time to linger and tarry with God. You've got some time to minister to somebody else. You, you, you be a little lamb to follow if he's leading you to minister to somebody.